tell tell me about your love sack. Maybe this would be a good cold open. <laughs> <laughs> my stupid love sack. So it's like my it's a hand me down from my freaking grandparents, and I have like used it maybe three times. And one of those times was like a boy wanted to make out on it, and I was like, <laughs> okay, fine. But it was like we just like it's not very cushy, so we just like kept sliding off. It was so stupid. <laughs> Anyways, so. So it's been taking up a ton of space in my basement, but I just bought that new table and chairs because I like want a place to do puzzles and play board games because I'm an uber nerd. And so now it's like there's no room for it. But it was so hard to get it downstairs. Like I had nothing on my walls. I had no banisters installed. And it was so it barely fit. I remember when like love sacks were like the the big thing. And I just that name is so hilarious. Love sack. Oh, right? It also <laughs> kind of sounds gross. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's McCoy. Hi guys, it's Emily whoa, 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 Wilson. Woo, <laughs> give it up. Oh man, I'm obsessed with that video of Kyle Lowry's little boys introducing him at like one of the like preseason games. <laughs> and it's just, they go, Kyle Lowry. It's so cute. So I've watched it like 50 times. <laughs> they are pretty oh, ad- adorable. Yes, it's so cute. A six-time all-star. I'm like, how old are you? You're seven. It's so cute. (laughs) And the little guy, they gave his younger son the hardest line from North Philly to your city, and he nails it. And so I was just like, this is amazing. I am a big fan of them and the Lowry family in general. So they are very cute. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> I'm just sad that this is our last episode talking about jazz games for uh, yes. the foreseeable future. <laughs> I know. I think the only silver lining in all of this is that um, the off season will be shorter than it normally is. <laughs> oh, man. We already endured the coronavirus off season. And so at least we only have, you know, probably two and a half months before we can start talking jazz games again. Yeah, it felt like we just got our team back and basketball back, and it was glorious, and now it's over. <laughs> and now, and it was in miserable fashion that it ended. <laughs> oh. Yeah, what a roller coaster of a oh my gosh. season. <laughs> so much. It's like my expectations at the beginning of the series were so low, and then they were so high. I was like, there's no way we're going to lose. Like, there's no way they're going to come back from 3-1. And jokes on me. Oh, rough stuff. <laughs> so <sighs> if you had to describe what happened in those last three games that they ended up losing, how would you mm-hmm. describe it? Um, I think there was like a bunch of things. I think that I think the main thing is we kind of got a little complacent. We I don't know if we just started resting on our laurels a little bit or if we just were like, you know, they, they, maybe their mentality was the same as mine. Like, oh, there's no way we're going to, like, they're going to come back from 3-1. We can kind of coast. And so the, there wasn't really a sense of urgency from our players. They stopped executing at a high level. And then 
on the flip side of that, I think that the Nuggets found some urgency, started playing better. I think Mike Malone found some things that worked. He made some adjustments and then just kind of created this perfect storm for them to, for the Nuggets to shift the momentum in their favor. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. What, how would you answer that question? Yeah, I agree with you. I felt like the effort level just went down mm-hmm. um, beginning in game five. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just never recovered until the second half of game seven. Yeah. And I mean, Donovan was amazing, but it just yes. felt like it felt like we just took a took a step back. And I mean, the Nuggets just didn't want to give up. I knew they wouldn't roll over, but I thought for sure we'd at least get game five or six yeah I thought I mean like you were saying we wanted it to be the Thunder series I like was feeling I don't know if I would say confident going into game six but I wasn't as worried going into game six but then when they when they lost game six I I watched it with my parents and I like turned to my dad and I was like they just lost the series and he was like no they can come back I think he was just trying to like be positive for me because I was in a bad mood Mm -hmm. but I was just like no I think I don't know I just felt like if they lost game six they just weren't gonna pull it off in game seven but but yeah it was just I don't know it was just kind of weird I also felt like they kind of got out of rhythm from the boycott when the NBA boycotted those couple games I think that bought a few days for Gary Harris to get healthy I think that kind of threw the jazz out of the rhythm that they were in. And so then they came back and like, they were so lackluster in game six, like their performance was poopy. (laughs) So I, I don't know. It's like part of, I think part of being a good team is, um, being resistant to things like that. Um, things that are beyond your control a little bit, you have to kind of roll with it. And I think that's sometimes where our, our team struggles a little bit, but yeah, I, I almost, I almost felt like, and I know our guys are um, passionate and competitive and they love their jobs, but at times it kind of felt like no one wanted to be there. Yes. <laughs> like it just felt like, except Donovan. <laughs> yeah, Donovan, but I mean, they're in that bubble and I know it's hard to be away from people you care about and I think it just started to wear on a few of them. And that's me yeah. speculating. Like, I don't know if that's true, but I was like, do these guys even want to be there? Like, it kind of yeah. feel like they want to go home. <laughs> well, and even if it's not like an actual, like, oh my gosh, I want to go home. I, I do think that like the bubble environment would wear down on you. You would, it would wear down on your mental toughness. And if you're mentally not like, there, I think that we saw some mental lapses in their play. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I think that they're all so competitive and they realize this is their job that I don't think any of them consciously were like, I'm going to throw this game. You know, I don't, which I know that's not what you're saying, but yeah. I think subconsciously, I do think that the environment and the, yeah. Cause like the refilling of the recharging of their batteries that they get by um, seeing their families or, just doing whatever they want to do. Um, you know, they hadn't had that for almost two months. And so I think you're right. And I also think um, another thing that played a pa- like a factor in it was, I think the Nuggets had way more to lose. I think that the Nuggets had high, like really high expectations going into these playoffs. I think last year they 
you know, I think they pushed it to a game seven in the second round. And so I think that the expectation for the Nuggets franchise this year was to like make it to the Western Conference finals. Like they're that's their like, I mean, obviously they want to win win, but I think that they thought a realistic goal for them was to make it to the Western Conference finals. And then we come out and we put we go up three one on them and I think that Mike Malone was like, I'm going to get fired if I don't figure out a way to win this series or something. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I don't know. There was going to, there were going to, I think there were going to be a lot of questions about Jokic because his effort had been kind of abysmal up until the midway point of the series. So I just, we, we were lackluster and not playing very hard, but then I think the Nuggets just like had way more to lose than we did. Like we were, I don't know. Expectations for us were high at the beginning of the season, but by the time we got to playoffs, people were counting us out like completely. So it's like we had something to prove, but not anything to lose. Whereas the Nuggets had a ton to lose. So I think that that also played a role in how things played out. I think you're right. And I heard that they had to pack their bags like game, game five. Um, in case they lost and they just have to go get dinner and then leave. So I Dang, think that's it's... like some bachelor. <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like when they had do the two on one dates and they put the bags by the door. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Well, I mean, yeah. that would motivate me. Mm-hmm. So I think that had some motivation and I mean, Murray was unstoppable um, yeah, in game, game five or six. And man, that that last game though, I knew Mike's shot was going in, and it, it uh, went in, and then it came out, and uh, I was like Donovan. Was... I just laid on the laid on the floor in disbelief. <laughs> I paced. That was my reaction. But it was just, yeah, it was just. I don't know. It, it had been so chaotic leading up to Mike's shot that I just didn't even know like what was happening but yeah it just like felt like the last 20 seconds happened so fast um because there weren't any timeouts left that was another thing that pissed me off is when they had to call that timeout when they inbounded the ball to Royce and he picked up his freaking dribble I was so Uh. mad I was watching with Melee and she was like you learned this in junior jazz you never pick up your dribble right there and I was dying but it's so true and it's like in the end I think having to take that timeout really cost us because say Rudy gets that rebound and we call timeout we can design a play with two or three seconds left on the clock you know like I feel like that gives us, and we were only down one at that point, so you didn't mm-hmm. need a three. So it's like, I think that was another, like, that's a good example, I think, of a mental lapse right there. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it's just so frustrating. So, so many little things just added up to a big ball of disappointment. <laughs> yes. That's why I really appreciated Donovan's, like, post-game um, interview, where he was like, we shouldn't have even been in this position. Like we should have matched their intensity better in game six. Like I shouldn't have had an eight second violation in game one. You know, he, he was like, we had a 15 point lead in game five in like the third or quarter or whatever he would. And I just like, I felt like that was like a really mature and self-aware take that like, mm-hmm. we shouldn't have even been in a game seven, let alone in a one possession ball game at the end of game seven. Like we got down 20 points early. We got t- down 20 points in the first half. Like, 
<laughs> I'm proud of them that they clawed their way back, but I was also kind of mad at them because like at halftime, I was just like, fine, I've accepted the loss. <laughs> like, let's move on. Right. And then they made it interesting. They came back. They took the freaking lead for crying out loud. And I was, and they gave me hope. And I was just like, Ugh, you guys are the worst for giving me hope. <laughs> oh, but, oh man. But yeah, it was, it was definitely, it was a rough, I don't know. I would say 36 to 48 hours after that game. Yeah. I was really grouchy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Me too. But you said that watching the Nuggets lose to the Clippers cheered you up, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just petty like that. I was just, I'm so <laughs> mad at the Nuggets right now that I just, I hope they get swept. I, I don't even care. <laughs> I don't really hate the Clippers, so. I like, I'm pretty indifferent about the Clippers. They're probably the team I want to come out of the West at this point because like, ugh gross rockets gross lakers and then i'm just like i'm also a little petty and bitter about the nuggets but i will say watching the nuggets get like killed by the clippers normally that would bring me much satisfaction but i don't know if i was just still grouchy and pissed or what but like it made me more mad it like kind of like re like restoked the flame of like how did we lose to this team like how (laughs) Like, if they're losing this bad, what does that say about us that we couldn't beat them? And, like, I'm sure they were gassed. And, like, the Clippers definitely have some really good perimeter defenders that can help lock up Jamal Murray better than we did. But, like, it was still just, like, so frustrating to watch them get thwacked and just think, oh, my gosh, we couldn't beat this team? Ugh. Just made me mad. (laughs) No, I know. I saw someone say, like, watch Jamal Murray have, like, a poor shooting series against the Clippers. <laughs> Use all of his fight against us. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he'll average, like, 10 and 2. That's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Woof. Well, so, yeah. So, jazz season wraps up in a pretty disappointing fashion. And for as disappointing as it was, I will say I, I did – I was sad and mad, but I also am slightly optimistic. Like, I think that, I, I don't know. So I guess we should talk about that. Like, where do you think they go from here? Do you think, I think if we can bolster our bench, I think our starting unit is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. And I think that it will only get better with Mike having a year under his belt here and Boyan coming back and being healthy. So it's like, I think that's where my optimism comes from is it's like, our starting five can hang with just about anybody. So if we can bolster the bench this off season, I think particularly for me, I want a good backup center, but that's mostly just, I want Derek favors home. <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. Where do you think the jazz go from here? Yeah, that's the direction I'm leaning to is I, I'm kind of wanting to run it back, but yeah, I think you definitely need to strengthen that bench. I just, I think they are just so close. And I know we have we say that every year, but <laughs> it's it really, hard to beat a jazz fan. <laughs> I know. It really feels feels good. And, you know, I've, I've heard people say, you know, we got to figure out how to have Donovan, you know, have basketball in his hands more and, yeah. and be more of that primary, basically, point guard. <laughs> yeah. But, I felt uh, like they found that balance in the playoffs okay. Like, yeah. Mike was contributing like steadily and then Donovan was like Donovan was you know scoring the basketball but he was also facilitating I think super well so 
I think I was encouraged by that from the playoffs in the sense yeah. that they, I think they're finding a way to balance those two ball handlers. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think you're right. And I think, I, I think game six, there were just some weird lineups and I was like, mm. what, what are you doing, man? Yes. <laughs> I wish we could have matched yes. Donovan's minutes to Murray's, but you know, it's yes. know that's hard, but still yes. I was like, why is, are you letting Murray destroy this lineup? <laughs> yeah this bench team yeah it was yeah I also when your season's on the line like that you just like you got to play your best players and -hmm. it's like I wonder how much of that is a coaching decision versus versus like a Rudy or a Donovan saying like hey I need a rest to me it seems like it's a coaching decision just like it seems like Quinn is kind of he's just more stick to his lineup kind of guy but I don't know I I had a similar qualms (laughs) but so they announced that they're gonna they intend to sign Donovan to the supermax not supermax sorry to the max extension um as soon as they possibly can basically once free free agency opens so like that was one like really calming piece of news that came out the day after the series because it was like it just like left I don't know. There were just like a lot of people being like, Donovan needs so much. A lot of non-jazz fans on Twitter saying Donovan needs help. He deserves better than this. He's going to leave. And like in my heart of hearts, I didn't think he was the person who would like demand leaving. But, you know, you never know what's going to happen. He definitely gave him reason to think it over. And so I was like very heartened to see that like, no, he's planning to stay here, stick it out. Um, And I think I think you said this, but like a lot of the stuff that the players were saying after the game, I felt was encouraging. Mm-hmm. Like Rudy saying like, I, my plan is to win a championship in Utah and Donovan saying like, I would go to a war with any of these guys. Like that also encouraged me. What yeah. are like, what are you thinking? Yeah. I think after all the turmoil of the, of what happened in March and then just the unknown between then and the bubble, I think the bubble actually was a really good thing, at least as far as it goes, getting them to mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. and to spend more time together and to be around each other 24 <laughs> seven. Yeah. So, and I think that was a positive thing. And they all seem very, you know, I mean, they're down, but they do seem optimistic and um, they do seem like they all care about each other. And at least, at least as teammates. So yeah, that is exciting. I, I just want it to, I, I'm, already counting down the days to hopefully hopefully December yeah (laughs) yeah when do you think it's starting again I think the latest it'll start is Christmas day okay I think that we'll have NBA basketball on Christmas day but I don't know if that means like that's the opener or if they have like a week of games leading up to that but do you think it'll be back to normal like back to arenas and fans I don't know. I mean, the bubble has worked super well. I saw some tweet the other day that they were planning on like vaccines in early November, which yeah. seems a little bit crazy and rushed. And like, I mean, I'd probably still take it, but <laughs> I'd be like a little cautious. I don't know. So I, I don't think the players love the bubble environment. So I could see the NBA trying to like figure out a way kind of how baseball's doing it like a regional schedule or something but maybe since the bubble works they'll just stick with it until 
they feel like things are calm. It's just, it's hard to know. I don't think we'll have, I don't think we'll do in-person fan events until like, I don't know, March or April at the earliest. Mm -hmm. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. That would be a great birthday present. Yeah. If they came back by my birthday in March. I don't know. What do you think? I yeah, I was gonna bring up the vaccine thing because I saw that too, and I'm like, well, if that's the case, and I don't know, I'm kind of over it all <laughs> anyway. I'm just like, just let us, just let us go back to a game. Just let us but, live our lives. <laughs> I know, I know. But um, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I bet it will be spring. Um, yeah. So, do you think that means bubble environment until spring, or do you think they'll like play? Do you think they'll travel and play in their at-home arenas or what? Oh, yeah, that's, I don't know. I I think they need to get people working and have those venues mm. running. Mm. But then if there's mm-hmm. no fans, then maybe people are still going to be out of a job. Then, I don't yeah, know. it's still going to be limited staff. Yeah. For sure. So. I hope they can Ugh. figure it out. Hope I hope people who are smarter than me <laughs> yeah. are working on, are working on figuring our that out. oh man speaking of that dennis Lindsay is also gonna be uh, you know (laughs) he's above our pay grade too and he's got decisions to make um do you think that so i think the two main questions for me are what are they gonna do with rudy and what are they gonna do with jordan clarkson Mm -hmm. so what are your like what are your guests your hypotheses on those two questions Oh gosh, I think they re-signed Jordan. Okay, uh, and I hope I—I I don't know if Rudy's going to want to take something lower than the super max, but <sighs> but he has to. I think if he's if he's serious about wanting to get a championship with this team, and I think he will be open to those discussions. So, but I yeah. don't know. It's an ego thing. I mean. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'm, I'm the one who has to figure it out. <laughs> yes. I'm nervous too. I saw, I can't remember what I saw. Oh yeah. So Rudy said, I plan on winning a championship in Utah. I don't even think about the extension and the money. I think about being healthy physically and mentally to, and just go out there and try to win, try to win and keep getting better as a person and as a basketball player. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I hope that he means that. Like, I don't think about the extension and the money. And yeah. I really am just focused on winning a championship and getting better. Like, if he means that, then I think he will be open to the discussions. I think, like, Rudy Gobert in, like, January or February of this year, when he, like, got selected as an all-star, would have been like, yo, I deserve the Supermax, and if you don't give it to me, I'm walking. But I do think that, like, this whole coronavirus thing has, like – Kind of, I mean, it would be a huge growing experience for anyone, and I think it has been for Rudy. And so, hopefully, he because I, I agree with you, I think historically he's really cared about accolades and he's really cared about like the ego of all of, all of the things involved. Mm-hmm. But I think he's kind of, and I also, I also wonder if it's because of this conversation he had with Donovan, but I think he now almost has more of a how can I help the team mentality rather than how can I succeed myself mentality? So I'm hoping that he's open to that because he deserves to be paid very well. Like I'm not saying he doesn't deserve a huge contract, but I don't think he, I don't think he played well enough in this series to have earned the super max. Like if he played, 
um, how he played in the last half of game seven, the entire series, I think it would be a harder decision. Yeah. But he no showed for like three and a half games. Like you can't no show for three and a half games and expect to make the supermax. That said, I don't think very many people deserve the supermax. I can't remember who I was talking to about it the other day, but mm-hmm. we were oh, we were talking about actually I was talking about it with Melee and Tara and Lindsay when we watched game 7. But like there's maybe like 5 to 10 people we would supermax, like LeBron, Giannis, James Harden, maybe Dame right now. Like, you know, like I just I feel like that should be reserved for like the elite. And so I don't know. Well, but... it was it was designed to help small markets, but it ends mm-hmm. up putting them in a bad position. Yes. So financially a huge burden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of a help it actually is in the long <laughs> run. But... So I guess my question is do you think Rudy's in a go in a jazz jersey? in December my heart says yes <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he, I think he is but I don't think that we pay him I don't think we pay him the full the yeah. full thing yeah but that's the only way he is I guess yeah so he he's it still has like a year but he's on a this would be the extension right so if we didn't do oh. anything he'd still be on the team for a year until he becomes a free agent next season right so, right 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 He's yeah. eligible for the extension now. Yes. Uh-huh. Maybe that's the card they play. Maybe they're like, we'll extend you now. Like we'll we'll go in on you. Like we're gonna give Don in the four of the five Donovan the four of the five year deal. We'll go in and we'll give you the deal. Like this is our team. We're committing to it. Mm-hmm. But in exchange, this is what the number's gonna be as opposed to the Supermax number. I don't know. Yeah. That could be a chip to play, but I don't know. I think that the Jazz have been really loyal to Rudy, and I think Rudy's been really loyal to the Jazz, and I think it would be a pretty dick move for them to ditch him. Uh (laughs) So, but I also know that, like, it's a business. Like, whatever, that, you know, that whole mentality of they're trying to win a championship, and it's a business. But, I don't know. You'd have to overhaul our entire team if you get rid of Rudy. So, our entire defense, I guess. But, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I hope you're right. I personally don't care if Jordan Clarkson is in a jazz uniform in December. I I mean, it was a a huge win of a trade this year. And, like, we don't even have a shot without him just how because of how bad our bench was before him. (laughs) But I think that we can replace his production either between a few guys or – go out and get somebody else. I wouldn't be sad if he's a jazz man, but mm-hmm. I'm just, I just don't really care. I'm indifferent about that. Yeah. But okay. So of who's left, who do you want to go? Like, who do you want to be the West and East coast champions? What do you want the finals matchup to be? <laughs> well, I was going for the bucks in the East, but that's not <laughs> looking good. LOL. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I I don't hate the Heat. I don't hate the Raptors. Um, the only team I don't want is Boston, which I think you agree with. Yep, I do. <laughs> and because of that, I think it will probably be Boston because <laughs> that's just seems to how it seems to be how it goes this year for a Jazz fan. But Ugh. Ugh. 
But yeah, no, I would love for the Raptors to come out of the East again, but they're they're barely hanging on, it seems like. I mean, they're down 2-1, which doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but they only got that one win by the skin of their teeth, so... Yeah, that was so close. I, I wish I would have been watching that one. I, I didn't want to watch yes. basketball after the Jazz lost. So <laughs> <laughs> the first game I watched back was the uh, Lakers and Houston for game one. Ugh, freaking that series, man. Like, ugh. Two unlikable teams. <laughs> like the two, like especially for jazz fans, like our two least favorite teams. It's like yeah. the worst. <laughs> oh man, you said you're cheering for. Uh, in the West, I am cheering for the Clippers. Um, in this series, I'm cheering for Houston. <laughs> <laughs> I think your exact quote to me was, "I'm cheering for the Rockets, and I don't even care." <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> I also, like, before this game started, before game one started, I was like, I don't even know. Like, I can't even watch it. It's going to be painful. But then, of course, I watched it, and I could feel myself cheering for the Rockets just because they're technically the underdog, and I always root for the underdog. And, like, I feel like the Lakers, and especially Lakers fans, feel like they're entitled to the title this year. I guess they feel that way every year. But particularly (laughs) this year, they're just like, oh, yeah, we're going to win it. And I'm just like... No, I also I, I kind of want the Rockets to win as like a giant f- you to the Laker fan base because I just I'm so freaking annoyed with them right now. So I would, except for Lisa, she's the only one that we can keep. But like I just I just freaking am so over Lakers fans right now. So I, I want am. I want the Rockets to win for that reason. Yeah, and you know they looked pretty good last night. They definitely did. They. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't I don't know if I want to jinx it. And I don't watch enough <laughs> Lakers basketball to really know because I hate watching the Lakers, but yeah. I just don't know if they have enough offensive firepower. I don't know. I don't uh I mean obviously they have LeBron and AD and it's like between the two of them they can probably carry most of the load. But if one of them has an off night, I feel like they can be they can get in trouble pretty fast. I just don't know. It's such a painful series. I really wanted the Thunder to beat the the Rockets. That was a really good series, too. It was, for sure. And that one came right down to the wire. And some kind of weird miscued plays, too. So. Yeah. But. Anyways. What. So. Um. So your your prediction for the NBA Finals, East and West, who you got? Uh, my prediction is probably ugh, I don't even want to say it out loud. It makes me mad. <laughs> my prediction is probably Celtics Celtics Lakers. Okay. But what I want to happen is I don't care if it's the Heat or the Raptors. I mean, I I also wanted the Bucks, but like I just feel like they're dead in the water. So I wouldn't care if it's the Heat or the Raptors, and then I want the Clippers to come out of the West as well. Okay, but that's I what think that I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say Heat Clippers. Okay, nice. I hope <laughs> you're right. I'm going to say Celtics Lakers is what it actually is, but it makes me want to slit my freaking wrist. Uh, <laughs> don't do that. Uh, I won't. I would never. But like, I just. Ugh. Can you think of two less likable franchises in all of the world of sports? 
<laughs> they had their maybe had the their Patriots. <laughs> but oh man. Well and the Yankees. I like the Yankees. What? <laughs> McCoy. I, knew this. <laughs> I forgot. I chose to forget so that we could maintain our friendship. <laughs> I have to have one good team, right? They're not. Ugh. Okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever. Well, I'm like trying Derek to go to all- <laughs> What was that? I'm a, I'm a Derek. I was a Derek Jeter fan when he was playing, and I, I still I like him. I don't blame you. He's handsome. But biracial angel. <laughs> um, I I'm trying to go to all the MLB stadiums before I die. So you should come to Yankee Stadium with me because I haven't done that one yet. I would love to. That would be so much fun. Let's go to New York. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to. I need a vacation. I don't know about you. Ugh. For reals. It's been too long since I've had one. One. And two. It's just... I need something to cheer me up. <laughs> the sadness is lingering far for far too long. Well, something that was a little cheery was our social media feature. Social media. Oh, yes. Um, we wanted to talk about the Utah Jazz um, social team, which always kills it. They did a We Are With You series. It was like an art series where they commissioned art pieces of different types from local artists so um they had this really cool jacket and yes. they had a song and then they had this yes. really cool hoop this really cool backboard i want it it had like <laughs> flowers and like donovan's i think it was donovan's um silhouette on it and yeah some cool like graphics i mean did you have a favorite art piece um I really liked the jacket. I thought that was super dope. I thought the whole idea, the whole campaign of like, okay, well, we can't be with you in Orlando and like, we can't cheer for you like normal, but we're going to come up with ways to like show that we are supporting you. And I, I just thought it was so cool and creative, like all the different artistic mediums and artists that they commissioned to do the, these, these projects. But yeah, I think the jacket was probably my fave, but I also did really love the rap that they that they wrote um i just thought it was like really fun and clever mm-hmm. um so but yeah i just i'm i am not an artist so i'm always in awe of other people's creativity and artistic talent um mm-hmm. so i really loved that series as well and you had another social media oh moment. yeah this was also very heartwarming I did love the video of the Ingles twins being reunited with their father, (laughs) the Twingles. I just thought, I mean, like we said, it was, I think of all the people that it was hardest to be away and from his family, I would say Joe was probably number one. And just because, I don't know, I just really think he loves his family life and he loves those kids. I mean, obviously Mike Conley does too and all the other guys who have kids do too, but I don't know. Maybe it's because I follow Renee on Instagram, (laughs) but it's just like, it feels like Joe is very involved when he is around and he hasn't been able to do that. So I just thought that they're reunited, like them being reunited on the tarmac um, was just like so cute. They're running to him and they just give him a big hug. And I've also loved, honestly, all the videos of like NBA players being reunited with their families, whether it's in the bubble or outside of the bubble. It's just been, I'm a sucker for stuff like that. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I'm sure you've seen the video of me being surprised on my doorstep by my family. It's like 
embarrassing but also it's like my favorite thing if I'm feeling sad I just pull it up and I watch it because I'm just like (laughs) one I love being surprised and two I love my family so much (laughs) especially my little nephews and so it's just like it's so fun to just like be with them so yeah I think I thought that that was a really sweet moment yeah I did too you could feel that he was really missing his family and he's been with them for like months um yeah. non-stop for the first time in years so yeah I wonder if they'll go back to Australia yeah I wonder I know like Renee's due in November so I mean I guess she could probably fly my guess is if they stick around yeah but I don't know we'll see another thing this is like not related to necessarily social media post but after the game when after game seven when donovan was so upset and he was crying walking back to the locker room and joe had his arm around him and was kind of like rubbing his shoulders i was like i didn't cry but it did make me like a little bit emotional because i was i do really feel like donovan just like left it all out there mm-hmm. and i think in his mind he was like we're gonna win this series and i just don't think it even crossed ever crossed his mind that they wouldn't and so i think he was just so disappointed and then to i don't know just like to see joe kind of being I don't know, just not like a fatherly figure, but just like a mentor and just being like supportive of Donovan's pain. I was just like, ugh. I was happy that we got to, that the cameras caught that really brief moment. Yeah, <laughs> but, me too. Well, another Utah Jazz season comes to an end and we yes. have another one to look forward to. So, <laughs> yes, we had it- some really fun buzzer beaters. We had the Bucks win. We had that big win in Boston. We had that win at the buzzer against the Rockets. We had a really competitive first round series. Like, yes, was it painful? But also were there lots of like joyful, fun things around the way along the way? Yes. Is there lots to be hopeful about? Yes. Particularly yeah. Donovan's giant leap that he took in the playoffs. Most which I'm not sure how much of it is going to stick. I don't know how much of that is bad Nuggets defense and Donovan's, you know, improved offense. I don't know. I don't know where the balance is there. But <laughs> anyways, all in all, I think that while our expectations were probably higher at the beginning of the season, I'm not necessarily like brokenhearted with how everything turned out. I think that there's hope for the future still. So I think you're right. Most definitely. There's a lot to look <laughs> forward to. Just gotta gotta stay positive, and we'll see how this uh, bubble experiment ends here in a yes, few weeks. Yes, we will. Go Heat, <laughs> <laughs> go Raptors. Anyone but the Lakers, and anyone but the Boston. Lakers. <laughs> Honestly, the Rockets could win it all, and it would suck, but it would be better than the Lakers winning it all. So totally agree. Totally agree. <laughs> but alrighty, well, thanks for hanging in there with us, guys. Yeah, thanks for listening. We've we've had fun making this this year, and uh, we're excited. I think we'll do one more episode when the NBA season comes to an end, and then we'll be back for next season. But this has been a fun experiment for Emily and I. Yeah, it's been a blast. So it's been a weird little roller coaster. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> when the season starts regular again, we can kind of get back to our jazz talk and then a topic scenario. But it's yeah. just been a little all over the place. But I mean, that's just everybody's life since March. So, (laughs) yes, and we'd like to have more fun guests. We have so many awesome jazzy gals in our life that we want to see. So many jazzy gals. So, hopefully, we can make that happen. Yes. 
I love this plan. <laughs> All right, everyone. We will talk to you again soon. Enjoy the rest of the NBA playoffs, and we'll be back when it's all said and done. Yep. Take note. Bye. Bye.